0: Welcome to Five Elements, a podcast featuring voices of wisdom on the things that matter most. I'm Hong gui and I'm a Korean American mother, grandmother, Iyengar yoga practitioner and teacher, caregiver and activist rooted in Detroit, Michigan. You can find me at Hanmini Power on Instagram and Hong gui on Facebook. This conversation is with Barbara Jones a lifelong Detroiter and a restorative justice facilitator who also teaches social justice activism at Wayne State as a faculty member of the Center for Peace and Conflict Studies. She's a daughter, mother and grandmother and we talk about caregiving, ancestry, faith and the roadmap we wish to leave our grandchildren. Barbara talks about her son, Conte and what he is teaching us, even in his physical absence. I hope you enjoy this conversation. So, Barbara, thank you so much for agreeing to be part of this podcast. You know, like I said in the email, I really had you in mind when I conceived the idea for this email for this podcast because i've been wanting i've been thinking so much about you so much has happened since we were roommates and i've been thinking about you so much but i didn't want to just have you know a rushed conversation or or a superficial conversation in a public place i wanted to really be able to uh, hear from you in an intimate way and so uh i'm i'm hoping that this format will allow for that so first of all um how can you introduce yourself
1: sure um thank you for this wonderful opportunity I, I can't just go about without just thanking you for your friendship your love your support Uh, to you being you, um, I value our relationship, although there has been time and space. um, Our relationship, I don't think, has kind of missed a beat and I've felt that love even um, with us, you know, by not being in direct communication for a while now. So thank you for that. My name is Barbara L. Jones. I am the daughter of Ida and Kingston Jones. I am the only daughter uh, and the the middle child, the middle kid, the middle sibling. I am the maternal granddaughter of Barbara Charmaine and the maternal granddaughter of Elizabeth S. Williams. I am the mother of Charmaine and Kante, and I am the maternal grandmother of Braylon, London, and Kante.
0: I love that you brought the whole clan in and the whole lineage. You know, I think that's a really wonderful place to start. And as I mentioned to you, uh, I'm conceiving of this conversation as based on the five elements based on the yoga philosophy. Um, earth, water, fire, air, and ether. And so I'm hoping that over the course of this conversation, um, you get to share everything that you feel um, is appropriate to. And so starting with the element of earth, you know, so this is our home, this is our grounding. This is the, um, we are part of the earth. And I'm wondering, how do you find stability? And what is grounding and centering you these days? I know you've been through a lot. And so what does stability mean to you? How do you relate to the earth element?
1: Well, please, uh, that's, a, that's a big, broad question. Um, and as I reflect on that question, or those questions you know, in my discussion, um, we come from the Earth. I have to be, um, my spiritual uh, being uh, and from a holistic uh, standpoint. That, you know, the Earth is the foundation.
0: I just want to, sorry to interrupt, but there's like a staticky sound. I'm not sure what it's from. Okay, not a problem.
1: Uh, that is my fan, I believe. Let me just it and maybe turn it off is that better
0: it is better uh-huh
1: okay sorry about that
0: that's okay so <laughs> you were saying that yeah we come from the earth
1: we belong to the earth yes um, um you know based off of where you know i i sit um and i sit uh rooted in in my faith and my spirituality um, from many different holistic, um, principles and values, um, I, I believe that we do come from the earth. Um, I believe that the earth is our foundation and the earth is our stability. When we, or when I, um, put my feet and plant my feet on a solid, um, on solid ground, um, no matter, um, what day it is, no matter what, um, experiences I may encounter, uh, no matter uh, what is going on, um, personally and professionally, um, whether it be in How do you swelling.
0: remember that? How do you remember that with everything that you've been through? How do you remember to keep your feet grounded?
1: When I wake up every day, Um, I consider that a gift and I consider that a blessing and when I swing my feet from wherever I get rest, I place my feet on something solid, something foundational, Um, whether that's the floor, the carpet, the dirt, um, and I'm very mindful uh, in my meditation and in my prayers and in um, my um, grounding each and every day um, when I put my feet uh, and place my feet on the ground and i reflect um, and when I reflect, um, I'm thankful, I- I'm giving gratitude, um, I'm giving thanks, um, I'm, I'm asking um, or continued clarity Um, uh, submitting to where I am um, with my feet planted Mm -hmm. on solid ground.
0: You just said two things that really strike me. And one is that this um, kind of this image of like, as we step on the earth, we're also we're receiving, but we're also giving to the earth. And then, um, um, and so this kind of reciprocal relationship with the earth that, that um, we're, the earth is nourishing us and we're also nourishing the earth. And then I also love that you asked, uh, um, that you brought up this asking for clarity that, that we, can, uh, we can ask for that kind of, we can ask for our needs to be met you know through that relationship with earth we can add we can we can it can be a prayer that grounding uh, and connection to the earth so that's beautiful
1: yes. yes yes and um i learned that um at a very early age uh-huh. like we saw, um to where it's just a part of um, my belief system it's a part of my 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 values. It's a part of my upbringing. Um, it's a part of uh, my grounding and my centering, no matter uh, what. And I was taught that. I was taught that.
0: How were you um, taught that? Do you remember? Like it was. It was it um, from your parents or your grandparents? Or how did that? How did you learn to embody that?
1: My grandparents um, and my parents, um, based off of um, my faith my christian faith Uh um from a a family uh, background from um biblical um scriptures uh, from my uh, grandmother um, and grandmothers and my my parents and my family uh, going into uh, deep prayer even when i did not understand it you know as a as a young child or as a kid i was always around it um i was always um uh, submitting you know to the will based off of my, my my family's um christian faith
0: yeah and i i also love that you mentioned submitting and this this idea of surrender and submission which i feel like americans we resist that because we're all about like uh, on our own two feet, and you know, independence and everything. But actually, that's uh, that surrender is so necessary. That submission. Um, so I mean, I can really see and experience through you, and I've always experienced this through you, is that that rootedness in prayer and faith, and that is so inspiring, you know, for for so many of us. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Guifam, and and you it's the key word um in this discussion in this conversation that we're having is relational it's the relationship um and i value uh that um in everything um, that i do it's a part of who i am Um, Mm -hmm. especially when you um, bring all of the elements um uh, into it and that's just really learning about self, um, that inter, uh, that, that, that our uh, relationship and how I use those relationships um, with others. Because uh, I, uh-huh. I don't live in this world by myself, neither right. do you. Um, and that, that, that connection um, yeah. is, is so important. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: that relationship and that connection as as uh, part of relating to the earth, you know, because we're all part of the earth. And so that as we relate to each other, then yeah, we kind of hold each other up.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, um, if we could shift to the element of water, I am wondering what is flowing through you? What is moving through you? What is shifting through you? What is cleansing? and refreshing you
1: right now? Wow! as it relates to water, um, you know, everything. Um, The focus on water and to really um, connect the water to your question as it relates to me. Water embodies everything. Uh, It's an embodiment. that's a big word. Um, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of an example uh, that I can use uh, to connect and shift. Um, And shift is a very uh, important word.
0: Well, Um, so for instance, I'm thinking about how in your caregiving for your father, how you you had that requires like tremendous um shifting and evolving and changing plans and being able to go with the flow and all of that can you talk a little bit about your caregiving
1: role sure um, um as you kind of know um, um we care give together uh yes. as it related to our experience with uh, grace yes. um and
0: so I'm just gonna I, let the listeners know. So we met at the Boggs Center and we were both caregiving for Grace Lee Boggs and we were on that caregiving team. And so we were living upstairs from her together.
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, as a mother, um, as a daughter, as a family member, as a responsible um, individual, as it relates to community, um, Lisa, um, I've never known anything else, um, except caregiving and giving for others. Um, that goes all the way back to my faith, my Christian faith, uh, love thy neighbor. Um, if we use, um, you know, one of the commandments and in, um, my rootedness, you know, in church, uh, and with family, um, I think of, um, family reunions. I think of, uh, the close-knit, uh, relationships, you know, with my mother, my grandmother, my father, and then that about me being a mother, um, at a very, uh, early age, um, caring for my children, uh, the nurturing, um, um, aspect of, 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 of raising my children, uh, me as a grandmother now, um, I care for my mother. I, I care for my grandmother um, when, uh, she um, for my mother, uh, when she was ill. I care for my mother when she was ill, and I, you know, lost um, both uh, grandmothers um, and my mother. Um, I care for my children during their illness, um, um, and the pain and the joys and the. Uh, uh, everything as it relates to motherhood, um, um, I care for Grace, um, I'm caring for my dad, um, so, um, it, it has been a journey, it's been a lifelong journey, and I, and I, I care for others, even in my role, um, with working with young people, you know, and students, um, and our youth, um. Um, That's a caregiving uh, role, even though it may not be titled um, uh, as a uh, caregiving role. Uh, Caring for one another in the community. Um, I've always had that role. Yeah. Whether it was assigned to me or not. Um, And that just goes based off of my upbringing and, you know, specifically you know, with my dad, um, my dad, um, is a only child. Um, my dad is, uh, 87 years old. Uh, my dad is, uh, biracial. Um, and, um, just having conversations, um, and looking back on how I was raised, and I'm a daddy girl, um, and I'm very proud, uh, to say that. Um, my, my, my dad has always taught me, always taught me, you care for others, but you also care for yourself um, in, the, in the interim, and you have to figure out how to do that. Um, this is your life. I can give you the roadmap. map. Um, I can tell you everything to do. I can get upset, angry, get disappointed, You know, and the way you go about um, life and caregiving, but, um, at, I always want you to remember, um, that, uh, family, God, family, um, in that order, first. Uh,
0: uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Um, even with my mom, um, in the role that, uh, she served in her professional life. Um, I, I was raised in a funeral home. Uh, <laughs> right. yeah. So yeah, so I've always had that um, in my DNA, that you care for others. Um, not saying that you put, you know, everybody's needs before your own, but that is a part of uh, your role in society, um, from so many different aspects.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I really identify with that because my life is a similar shape where I've always been a caregiver. And, um, and, uh, and I think of that as like very much a, a moving, shifting, uh, reciprocating kind of thing. And also um, that lineage coming through us, you know, and being able to connect to the generations in front of us and the generations behind us. And and being sort of a link between the two, and yes. how how important that is, and how then uh, you are like a, a channel for the stories, the lessons, yeah, the, the spirits, the just everything is you know coming through you, and so so yeah, I think that's really really powerful.
1: And you and I have had very intimate conversations um, as they relate. Uh, you know, over the years as it relates to my family, you know, I remember listening to to you so much. Um uh as, you know, your journey, you know, back home to, you know, uh where you're from. And we always talked about family. We always talked about um that caregiving, you know, aspect. We've had very deep conversations, um, with me listening to um you and your story um, and learning so much from you. And I value that. I appreciate uh, that so much because it enriched my life uh, as well. And that channeling and the embodiment of, 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 of um, learning about each other even more in the caregiving uh, mm-hmm. aspect. Um, now let you me exposed me, you me, me to yoga.
0: yoga. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Let me ask you this, Barbara. You know, so as caregivers, um, as, you know, so much is like moving through you uh, always and through to other people, and um, are there times when you feel like, okay, now I just need to, to kind of slow down the flow and just really cleanse and refresh myself? So then how do you do that?
1: Well, first of all, I had to learn um, and I'm still learning and I'm still grappling with this and I'm still reckoning with this, uh, Gwisa, is in order to care for others, you have to care for self. I don't care what um, you have to do in order to get um, that self-care. And quietness and stillness is one of the things um that um i value so i can reflect so i can breathe so i can meditate um so i can uh, prioritize and that comes in many forms um, um and being conscious you know of that um, because all of these things that we kind of talked about as it relates to caregiving it depletes you um it takes so much much out of you, um, and that goes back to the earth. I love nature um, I love um, being you know outdoors I don't care how cold it you know gets I just need that 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 nature I need that air I need to breathe um, um, and that you know comes in um, a different form whether um i take a colored pencil like start coloring, and I'm even, you know, looking uh, outdoors or, you know, looking at nature, um, whether I color something that is about nature or from nature. Um, um, the walk, the, the, the peace, looking for that peace, even if, you know, I may not find it right then and there, I, I need that quiet. Um to focus. And that brings about a little bit of clarity, a lot of clarity for me, not just a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Um, I wanted to ask you about how you relate to the element of fire. And you know, you have been through the fire. You have been through maybe the most intense fire imaginable. And so how do you how do you deal with that how do you relate to that fire without burning out without getting burnt up yourself um what and and what are you currently passionate about what within you is going through the fire of transformation um, do you mind mm. talking a little bit about kante
1: oh absolutely and i'm so glad i you know i find so much joy when people ask me about Conte when people ask me about my son, that gives me um, a lot of uh, joy, even in the pain, in the midst of pain. Um, and I've had to learn um, in the fire, um, or in that pain, or in that um, transformation, we saw that you have to allow it to coexist. And I used to... Uh, and I still do at times, you know, suppress it or feel that I can't, you know, um, acknowledge it verbally. I, I, I'm a talker. I'm a communicator. Um, I need to, to verbalize it. And if I can't verbalize it, I need to write it out. I need to journal um, and um, learning how not to suppress it and learning not to let others Suppress my voice, and that's hard.
0: Yeah, that's really powerful what you said about letting it coexist because it can be so scary. You know, when we have these really uh, uh, huge transformative experiences, it can be really scary to let it in. And yeah. and so I'm really curious how you do that. How do you let it coexist?
1: Oh, I, I will. Utilize the uh, vulnerability of my tears. Uh huh. I cry. <laughs> oh, good. I cry I'm it. So I cry it out. Yes. 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 Uh-huh. I, I I cry it out. I, I I um. That's the only way, you know, because I'm so full of emotion. Um, yep. during during that. Um, and that's the only way. That I can let it out, and it bothers people. You know whether I do it, you know, individually, or whether I do it <laughs> in a, uh, a room, whether I do it in a presentation, whether I do it uh, with my kids, whether I do it with my family, um, and giving myself that permission to use, oh, you know, I my peers. yeah, um, and not apologizing. I used to apologize to my tears.
0: Oh since,
1: no. Uh, oh yeah. I, I, I did, but I no longer do that, oh, and beautiful. if it's uncomfortable for others. Uh-huh. Then, you know, it's like a, it's like a disclaimer. Um, if uh-huh. my tears make you uncomfortable, uh, you have your self permission to to leave, uh-huh. um, to um, close your eyes. You know, do whatever you need to do no, for self care.
0: It's not your problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that is so beautiful that's so powerful and um yeah i don't think
1: it goes back different. to the water
0: aspect. absolutely yeah it's like kind of like cooling off the fire with the water of the tears
1: yeah so, and, and the, cleansing. Um, the cleansing um you know yeah, yeah 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 i think uh i cry a lot of a cleansing uh tears uh-huh. um and then i i can smile uh because yeah. i You know done something to to get it out
0: yeah and and
1: and 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 get it out of my gut
0: exactly yeah the the people who don't cry are the ones that i really worry about like how do you process it um but yeah that's so that's so beautiful and so then also i'm thinking about how you are modeling for others this is how you deal with the greatest of grief this is how you deal with that which seems un- completely uh, unmanageable, you know, this is how, this is how you process and that it's, and that you're giving permission to the rest of us to also respond that way and to cry publicly. I think public tears are very powerful and important.
1: And it gives, I've experienced uh, too, um, that it gives other permission to do it too. Yeah.
0: Yeah
1: um, and, and I have so many quotes and so many examples um, to answer um, or address uh, your last question. Its not an answer in its totality um, really in this moment um, in which we're having this conversation. And um, it's a transformational uh, quote um, by the uh, Truth and Reconciliation Commission. Uh, of Canada as it relates to uh, a lot of restorative justice work um, that I do. Um, And that's that's done personally and professionally. And the quote is, by listening to your story, my story can change. By listening to your story, I can change. Wow. And that's applicable to each and every one of us. Um, and it, it, it can hit you, um, at a moment, you know, when you can get so low, um, or things can get so heavy for you, um, or, and it becomes a burden, um, to where, um, the negative thoughts and the negative energy, uh, the, the negativity of the world, you know, on so many different levels. Um, but the dialogue um, yeah. and sharing um, has been um, transformational uh for me and i'm not telling my stories and to, to to play this uh hierarchy uh, uh, uh story oh my pain is much worse than yours you know not that competing
0: right um
1: uh aspect we thought. i really want to make that clear yeah um, in our discussion
0: yeah well i'm just I'm noticing how how kante is ministering to all of us yeah because yes. as you share your tears as you share your story then uh then we are feeling him you know we are uh relating to to him and he is he's teaching us
1: Teaching us, And, you know, I say all the time, I remember, um, I was asked a question, uh, when I lost Conte, you know, you know, going through all of this, uh, you know, his funeral, you know, his memorial and, um, you know, so many people, you know, asked me, um, you know, what do you want as Conte's mother? Um, you know, same thing with, you know, my daughter, uh, uh, you know, her only sibling. What do you want people to remember about Conte, no matter whether we knew him or not? And as I'm thinking, you know, out loud, um, and I had to pause because at that point, I, I just didn't know how to answer the question because I want to tell, my baby's whole life story um, um, of, 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 of the, the good, the bad, the ugly, uh, and the joy. Yeah. But I want people to know that Conte's journey still continues. And you, encapsulated like, it, you yeah. know, so well, In um, what you just said about my son, um, that his story, uh, Continue. Conte's journey uh, continues through me, uh, through our entire family, um, you know, my daughter, um, um, everyone who can connect, um, especially for other mothers, you know, who, you know, has lost a child. Um, um, so, yeah, um, that's what I say. You know, you learn about you know Conte through me. You know the visuals that you see of Conte. You know that's a reflection of us. Yeah. Uh, no matter uh, how he transitioned out of this world, uh-huh. and even as it relates to what I'm going through um, in the criminal justice system um, um, for my son's tragic uh, death, I still am very committed, and I'm very consistent and telling that story about who Conte was uh-huh. and who Conte, uh and how kante still continues to affect people uh through um this transformational journey for yeah. me and my family yeah
0: yeah i'm very curious about you know the criminal justice system and just the inherent racism ableism all of it and um how do you, you know, how do you navigate that bullshit, really? And then, uh, and then try, and and then your work, your career in restorative justice. How do you uh, take this situation that's extremely personal um, in this oppressive system, and then and then turn it into a transformative justice moment?
1: Mm. That's, you know, so hard to just give you, uh, to simplify it in just, you know, a few words. Um, I'm I'm just going to do my best um, that I can in the the time that we have, Um, is that I have learned so much on both sides Um, from a restorative justice um, perspective um i've always been a practitioner um but when you are uh, a, a survivor uh of harm and hurt um, it, it's different and i can't balance it in a hmm, i can't in a intellectualize this i can't romanticize this yeah i um i can only um say it from my perspective you know my, my lived uh experience yeah. um um my lived experiences and because i am still involved um in the criminal justice system and i will be for the rest of my life um uh-huh. based off of um um, the person who, you know, has, uh, did this harm to Conte and my entire family, I still have to deal with that, um, whether, um, it's, um, a parole hearing, um, whether, uh, uh the, the person who, you know, harmed my son gets moved from one, uh, mass incarceration facility to another, um, from an appeal. Um, perspective um um it, it it's never ending um all, 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 all in one frame and then i have those families um that i still have to face uh talk to deal with think about um because their loved ones, um you know is you know, in um, that position. And there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about, what if my son was the one who called cops? How would I handle that?
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: And from a restorative um, justice standpoint, um, I'm very concerned I'm very angry i'm just gonna be yeah. honest, uh-huh. you know here um, with the policies you know and, and the laws and the process mm-hmm. to where restorative practices restorative approaches restorative justice is not a part of the victim the victim's uh uh crime act um wow. as it relates to the prosecutorial end, the retributive end, um, um, from the state uh, to the people, um, um, where I want to be able to sit in a circle with that family and ask these questions um, to uh, uh, these families
0: Uh
1: uh, in a circle that I don't get a chance to do in the traditional uh, court system. You know outside of uh, a victim impact statement um i can't even look um at the person who harmed my son i can't look them in the eye and let them know um how the impact of their harm what it has done to my family um that's a part of uh, the rules and the policies, even when you're given an impact statement. Oh my gosh. And that's, you know, and that's across the board. Wow. uh, Whether it's homicide, murder, sexual assault, domestic violence, any type of harm, you cannot look at the person who did this to you. You have to look at the judge. Oh gosh. And say that to the judge.
0: Wow. So there's no, process in place to actually have like you know like a human to human meeting any kind of convening conversation Mm -hmm. dialogue there
1: there are processes in place but not in a formal uh not as a formal policy as they relate to the victim crime act in michigan and these uh, are things that I'm working on now. Yeah. What I can say, uh, yeah. because um, Conte uh, was murdered uh, in the state of Colorado, they have a statute. They do within their victim Crime Act uh-huh. that R.J. process really uh, That's can that. So I am a beneficiary. Uh-huh. of that, but remember what the RJ process entails. Uh, it has to be voluntary. Uh, uh, um, um, and one of my victim impact statements, and I- I've given three so uh, far. Yeah. I asked for the process, uh, uh with one of the individuals, um, that, um, is now convicted um, uh, for restorative justice process, uh, in a circle between my family, uh, and his family. Uh
0: huh. Um, Yeah.
1: And, um, what I can say is when I read that, um, in my impact statement that the judge encouraged the person, uh, the individual, uh, who was a juvenile, um, at the time of Conte's death, uh, he encouraged, uh, the juvenile to go into this process, uh, uh-huh. with me. I am still continuing that. And that's the transformational work that I'm yeah. still doing. Um, so the juvenile
0: working... does not agree to it
1: at this point. The, the, the juvenile, we're in the process, this is a long, arduous Process that it takes several individuals. Um, But his mother did. Oh. An open court that she um, would uh, like to meet with me, my family, and her family. Yeah. Um, And that is um, in uh, public uh, transcript. Actually, I have an article um, because my son's death got so much press and so Uh much media attention um um, so yeah it's just a matter uh of going through the processes yeah in order to um um to see this through. um i would not be facilitating this i already have a facilitator um, um that will be doing this
0: wow well that will be really uh, huge, you know, to go through a process like that. Um, now I'm curious, what role do you think Conte's disability played in all of this?
1: Um, wow. You and, know, I asked, and that I like to, so go ahead. Th- no, I, I love that you asked that question. Uh, because, uh, based off of uh, Conte's diagnosis, um, uh, since he was on uh, three, um, i turn turned the word on its ugly head and I use the word unique ability uh, just, okay. so you know. <laughs> just so you know and you get it yeah. uh, because you, you know, uh, 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 work uh, um, personally and professionally and everything else that you do as a healer uh, to uh, look at it from a different perspective. So I know you understand that, but it's played a significant role um because of a simple fact that uh conte just wanted excessive, you know mm. he wanted um folks to love him yeah. as he was yeah. um i lost Conte at the age of 24. um and from the clinical you know aspect uh based off of his unique ability you know there's a, it's a delay um you know as far as uh, the mental conceptual uh, the concept um, on how he received the process information
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, very trusting um you know uh, and one thing that stands out about Conte um that I just love is that he knew and was well aware of his unique abilities uh-huh um after a certain age um and he always thought out people and communities that was just like him yeah
0: wonderful Uh uh-huh
1: so uh his ability to accept and love others Uh um with those unique challenges uh was something that he always did Um, Conte was always for the underdog uh, because he also knew what it felt like to be hurt, to be harmed, -hmm. um, to be ridiculed, to be, you know, all of the experiences that, you know, many of us deal with as it relates to hurt, harm and trauma Yeah, uh, as well.
0: Yeah, you know, um, I lost a brother who was 25 years old. I think I've told you about that. And so, um, And it's only recently that I've been able to make the association between his early death and his disability. He had epilepsy. And so uh, his his uh, death was very sudden and very shocking. Um, But we think and we're not even really sure exactly how it happened. But our uh assumption is that it had something to do with epilepsy and that he may have had um a seizure when he was home alone and that he hit his head on something that's the that's the best that we can come up with um and so it's only recently that i've made the connection between Mm. his early passing and his health condition you know and i'm also i'm reading this book right now called scapegoat which is a really wonderful book by a British author. And it's about how, throughout society, throughout the ages, starting from in Western society, starting from the Greeks and Romans, there has been like fear of people mm. with disabilities, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. fear and phobia and stigmatizing all yes, along, yes. all along. It's like built into our society.
1: Yes.
0: So, my brother was. You know because of uh, his health conditions he was not able to live on his own he was not able to like develop a career you know and and so so he had limitations not because he was not capable but because our society was not able to include him
1: they made those decisions for your brother yes and i'm so sorry and i you have shared Um, That and it's really eye opening um, that you, you know, you. I know it never left you, but to look at it um, and recognize it and name it Uh because now on the impact,
0: yeah,
1: uh, now on the loss of, you know, uh, your brother, um, and and that's another aspect, you know, that we are dealing with. um, sibling, uh, grief and trauma, um, that is so over and often overlooked. Um, as it relates to these connections and the trauma, um, and the hurt and the pain and the healing modalities that come with that. So yeah. thank you for reminding me of, of, of that with your brother. Um, I'm so yeah. sorry.
0: I think we have a long way to go, but, but, uh, um, I hope that we can use these lessons to help us grow as a society.
1: Yeah, um,
0: to be just so much more welcoming and so much more inclusive, and so much more understanding, because we're all going to get to a point where we're gonna we're gonna need help. We're not going to be able yeah. to do everything that we do. Um, society is is not made; is not structured. To, to be really accommodating in the ways that we need.
1: And even with us, you know, having that capacity and that capability to even ask for help, we need a lot of work on on that uh, uh, too, because of our individual perspective that we, oh, I can do this, you know, I can do this on my own. And it's just, you know, you hit, on something. It is that uh, frame is baked into uh, our society that we really have to unlearn. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I feel like that's one of the another way that Kante is, is continuing to teach us.
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And same thing um, as it relates to your brother. You just named it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you know, it was you as a healer um, for yourself and in helping others. And you sharing um, in this discussion that powerful story. Um, you, 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 you don't know how many people, you know, you're, you're going to touch. Um,
0: you know, I'm just realizing, too, how um, that probably just having my brother in my life, Probably set the stage from. I've always been uh, drawn uh, to vulnerability. You know, like yeah. I'm not so interested in the alpha. You know, the the most powerful people in the room. I'm very yes. interested in, in those of us who are willing to be vulnerable, and and uh, and that you know we can be vulnerable with each other. That I don't have to be like. So strong and so perfect, we can be mm. we can support each other in our imperfections.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And you know, I'm just so, recalling so many conversations that we had right in the kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> Talking <how we> about <laughs> <laughs> always around food in the kitchen, yeah. Yeah. where we had these details um, with that is um, where we are able to do that in the kitchen or with food uh in a universal space where we connect yeah um, so yes i remember those conversations Please,
0: um. yeah yeah and i'm also thinking about the, how the kitchen is the place with you know all the elements the the food which is earth and then the water and the fire yeah. and stuff. yeah yes yes it all <laughs> connects it <Yeah>. all connects
1: <laughs> yeah
0: so i'm curious with you so when we get to talk about air, what is as yet unsettled? What choices are still up in the air? What are your unanswered questions?
1: Hmm. Well, as it relates to air, um, I'm a Gemini, so I'm an air sign. Uh Uh, And, um, you know, I, I reflect on that, you know, all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, often, um, and I ask myself, you know, in my writing and in yeah. my journaling, um, when sometimes, you know, I'm not able to, to, to verbalize, what is it
0: uh-huh.
1: that I'm missing? What is it that I'm not getting? What is it that I'm not connecting? You know, why um, do I feel uneasy? Why is you know these things really bothering me. You know why is this so unsettled? And we thought I can't answer that question because I ask myself those questions. Well, so I do.
0: to me like when I look at you, I think that you're very comfortable with mystery. <laughs> it seems like you know you're you're okay with things kind of being in flux, and um, you seem to me like a person who is, who's who's you
1: know who's okay with that who's accepting of that well so i don't necessarily uh, think it's a bad thing no not a bad thing that burning curiosity you know for you know these questions that i have um i take a step back um i I take downtime whether that's not you know whether that comes in the form of when i'm unsettled i'm gonna focus when i'm unsettled i am on focus when i am unsettled i can not make those connections um you know i have to get away from it whether it's for an hour or 24 hours and get some water get some air walk in nature you know i I have to you know whether i call on god you know my grandmother uh my dad somebody give me the answer um because i i can't figure it out um and i'm not supposed to figure it out, um, what, what settles me is that in due time, um, you know, uh, maybe I need to be more patient. Uh, maybe, um, you know, I, I, need to, um, talk less and think more. Um, you know, I go into a deep introspection
0: uh-huh.
1: We yeah. uh, um, and, yeah. and, and I may check out for them. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm well,
0: you're reminding me that really time, sometimes time is Ooh. the only thing that heals us. Yeah. You know? yes. Time is the great healer, you know, and sometimes mm-hmm. we just cannot rush it. We that's just true. Take the, like you can't tell a tree how fast to grow. The tree yeah, takes its time, <laughs> takes the time that it needs. And so, so I think, yeah, that's a good reminder that, Sometimes
1: we just need time and sometimes we need time. And and one thing you you just focus on time. I talk about time a lot in different contexts. So for example, um, in my family, my dad loves watches. Okay. He's a collector. Mm. He is fascinated by uh, watches and clocks. And I've always tried, you know, even with, you know, asking him, you know, Daddy, what is it about time and watches that fascinates you or your love? Um, You know, for watches, what is it that draws you, you know, to to this? And he'll look at me like, you know, why are you asking me that question? I just like time pieces, I I like watches, I like the the, the mechanical, you know, He's asking me why I'm asking him those questions, and um, I, I, I I I don't know. I bring a different uh, a different associations to this burning curiosity, um, and even if he did not give me the answer, his fascination with time and watches, you know, still continues uh, uh, today. Hmm. And I just chalked it up. To say, maybe my dad loves time pieces to look at time from different perspectives.
0: Uh, um, uh-huh.
1: um, um, just the other day, just last week, um, my dad was um, asking my stepmom, I need two batteries, with two watches that the batteries have gone out on. I need these batteries to place as soon as possible. As soon as possible. Um, and he. He's just adamant on and pharmaceutical on some things, and the time pieces. And I even, you know, you know, I asked myself, "I was like, wow, Daddy, really only about, you know, the batteries, you know, boxes." Yeah. Um, he, and she said, "He just wants his batteries." You know how he is, Barb. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, wow. Um, I wonder is that a message that you know time is running out, or, you know, time is stopping, or time is going down for him as he navigates through his cancer diagnosis, as he navigates with his years here on Earth. Um, you know, I just took it to a whole uh, different level. Please, and then uh, I'm thinking
0: about how Grace used to say, you know, what time is it? Uh, huh? um, the is yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yes. the Heidelberg Project,
1: how there are all those clocks in the Heidelberg Project. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and, and my oldest brother, you know, uh, he picked that up from uh, my dad. You know, just with the time pieces and the time. Um, I've ingested it in different ways when we talk about time. Um, I've even said, you know, depending on the day or the time or what's going on, I don't have time to worry about this.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Oh my, look at the time.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, um, or what time is it? Um, I've lost track of time. Um, because with my focus or what I'm trying to do, uh, time is critical. And, and it's just so unbelievable we to talk, we talk about time in no, this discussion. I guess like,
0: uh, then you know, when we're talking about air, Time can be like a grounding element, like a kind of like bringing you back to Earth in a way. Uh, The final element is um, what we call ether, which is just space, you know, kind of like space. And, Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, what do you have a sense of that is not yet on the horizon? What is your larger expansive vision? What do you not yet have words for? What is as yet, as yet, unmanifest? Like what's like way out there?
1: Time. Uh <laughs> <laughs>
0: huh.
1: Um, and I'm kind of serious about that, but how yeah. oh, um, it's so much. Grief. I, I, um, <laughs> You know, what just even thinking about it and contemplating it, um, you know, preparing um, for for this today, um our interconnection. Uh-huh. You know, with 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 people. Uh, who have I not had a chance to meet yet? Uh what book, you know, have I not read yet that, you know, may um bring it all together for me um uh, what food uh that i used to you know hate as a kid that i'm now embracing um uh, uh, now you know as a i don't know what to call myself a veteran a senior uh, i don't know um um A visionary um, perspective, um, looking at all aspects of not only what we've talked about. um, What is the roadmap that I'm going to leave for my grandchildren? Oh,
0: I love it. For
1: my only surviving daughter. Um, Yeah, um, yeah. um, You know what indelible mark.
0: Could uh-huh.
1: I leave that encompasses our ancestral map?
0: Yeah. Like a,
1: you know, it's like a mapping exercise, you know, yeah. uh, to where they can not only connect the dots, but continue to put those push pins uh-huh. uh, and making their mark in the world.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that is really beautiful. Yeah. Now, uh, just to kind of wrap up, um, what element is predominant right now and what element do you need more
1: of? Time. <laughs> <laughs> I need more time, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I don't apologize, but uh, um, uh, right now where we are, um, um, in our political and societal um, atmosphere uh, yeah. at the present uh, time um, from a historical uh, perspective of, you know what I do you know know, um, what I've experienced, what I've watched other people experience, um, what, um, what our future is. Uh, Kind of looks like um, to recapture, um, you know, outside of what's going on, you know, uh, in the world, you know, with social media, the media, the issues, challenges, is claiming our humanity um, from a collective, you know, standpoint. You know, I, I know I mentioned we don't live in this world you know, by ourselves in order for me to be right. Um, or for me to, 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 to help, I need for you to be okay. Um, even when you're not okay. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really it. That claiming our collective humanity and supporting each other in, in getting our needs met so that we can all move forward
1: together. Yeah. And the freedom. To
0: yeah.
1: do that, yeah, yeah, the freedom, you know, uh, the release yeah, from you know oppression, uh-huh. um, uh, to be able to live in a in a peaceful, just uh, world where our kids and our grandkids and the generations after us don't have to bear the weight that you know we've done and our ancestors you know uh, have done yeah um, and still continue to be uh in guiding us you know in this mm-hmm. um, I don't <laughs> and that's not a perfect answer uh we all know that we're not perfect but um, that's the right answer for me at this time yeah um which i believe um this time is the right yeah, and, um, we're seeing it unfold, and we have to ask our, ourselves these questions. Yeah, and just like you're asking me.
0: I'm really imagining that as you go through this justice process with uh, Conte and the aftermath, um, that that can have a huge impact, you know, for for you and for generations to come. And, uh, and a social, political impact as well. So I'm really eager to, I'll, I'll really be praying on that and, and holding you in the light regarding that whole process.
1: And, and, and I, for you um, as well, because um, I don't want to say we dump this off on our healers, um, but we're searching uh, for different ways in which, you know, we, we, we get that power. Um, we reclaim our power, we command our power, we exercise our power. Mm-hmm. And all of that is, 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 is through um, different processes um, um, that can give you a little bit more time or the will uh, uh, to continue uh, to do it. You know, I, I, I thank you. Um, that's a lot of weight. Uh, to bear, but I don't see it as a burden. I see that as a calling. Yeah. Uh, I see that as a, you know, my responsibility um, that we all have to be accountable for. uh,
0: Right. Right, yeah. Yeah, I think that we will bring it to a close now. But thank you so much. Um,
1: Thank you for having me. This This is really good.